What defines a successful business today? More and more, with change coming at us at an accelerating pace, the currency of success seems to be agility. And agile companies, the disruptors that are reshaping their industries, are creating new strategies, operationalizing them into plans, and executing them quickly and easily. I'm Greg Thomas, and today on the Workday Podcast, I'm joined by Tom Bogan. Tom headed Adaptive Insights, a pioneer of enterprise business planning, from 2015 through its acquisition by Workday. Tom's a former finance executive who remembers well what a game changer the first spreadsheet applications were for spreadsheet professionals. Tom has built and led several successful SaaS companies. He also writes and speaks frequently about the importance of agility and how companies that resist adopting a new approach to planning risk watching their more agile competitors leave them behind. Welcome to the podcast, Tom. It's great to be with you. Let's start off a little bit with your own experience. You've, you've led a number of SaaS companies to, to pretty lofty heights, that $100 million annual recurring revenue milestone. When you reflect on that, how do you think agility played a role in the success of those companies? Well, Greg, I think agility is essential in order to be able to remain competitive and to achieve as much as you aspire to as a young company, whether it be competitive changes, whether it be market dynamics, globalization, technology innovation, all those things are potentially disruptive to our businesses. We only have to look around today and with the coronavirus and the COVID-19 responses and the way that's having an impact on every business in the world, it just points out the need to be agile. So the most successful companies are the ones who build agile organizations who can respond to change because the one thing constant about change is that it will always be there. Daniel Newman had a great perspective in Forbes where he said, we're seeing a constant flow of innovation, disruption, and chaos, and it's accelerating. And that's what I've seen over the course of my career, whether it be technology disruption, globalization, or competitive dynamics, the companies who are most successful, who endure, are the ones who recognize that the environment's going to be changing and they build their businesses in an agile fashion that allows them to respond to that change effectively. We put out a book called Plan to Win, which really talks about the choice that's facing companies. That, you know, they really stand at a turning point to embrace agility or not. When, when you think about it, you touch on it with, with Daniel Newman. How stark is that choice, do you think, for companies today to be agile or not? It's often said that the only thing constant about change is that it, it never changes. And I think that for most organizations today, that we need to expect change will be a constant in, in our business environment. Again, it may come from technology innovation. It may come from competitive dynamics. But the organizations who will be most successful are the ones who plan on change, and then develop internally the agility to respond to that change. If I have a different trend in technology, I want to be the first to deliver that to market. If there are geographies in the world that are developing faster, I want my organization to be agile, to be able to be opportunistic and take advantage of those competitive dynamics. 
Yeah, and you're, and you're really talking about agility there almost as a, as a tool, right, that, that companies can use to execute on their strategies, pivot when they need to, and, and just be ready for what the macro economy or any other environment brings. I think that's right. I think agility is both a tool and I think it's also a mindset. It's, it needs to be embedded in the culture of the organization. Let's switch a bit and talk about the role of finance in this. So this changed environment, which as you so aptly put, is about an environment of constant change. How do you counsel CFOs and other executives to navigate that environment, make sense of those changes? Greg, for most organizations, CFOs and finance teams are really at the center of managing change for their organizations because they're generally responsible for the planning process in those companies. And as a result of that, they need to develop the tools to allow them to be agile both in their planning process so that the organization can respond in an agile fashion. So I think CFOs and finance teams play a particularly strategic role in driving that change and in modeling agility across the entire enterprise. And do you think the executives that you speak with or sort of executives across the board, do you think they generally understand this need to be more agile? I think they recognize it, but we all know it's hard to change organizationally. We talked a little bit earlier about the importance of agility being part of the corporate culture. And unless you do that, it's really difficult for organizations to change. You know, we can look at examples. If we go all the way back to the mid-50s and we look at the Fortune 500, only 10 or 15% of those companies were on the list 50 or 60 years later. That amount of change is remarkable. Some of it's competitive, some of it's technology innovation, some of it's just you know, organizational change inside those companies. But it's important if we're going to succeed and if we think of the most successful companies today, for example, the two largest market capitalization companies in the world are Microsoft and Apple. They didn't exist when that Fortune 500 list was created. And you think about you know, what drove changes for those organizations or others, such as Workday, were about 15 years old. And recognizing the way technology trends and the need to be able to leverage and take advantage of those trends and to be agile as we see changes in our organizations, that's really what lays a foundation for successful businesses. Yeah, and I think those two examples you cited of Microsoft and Apple are also great examples of companies that both weren't around 50 years ago or, or whatever your time horizon might be, but they've also made some pretty significant strategic pivots along the way. Microsoft spinning up a very large cloud business as an example, and Apple moving into the phone business and, and really reshaping it. No, that's right. And you think about, in Apple's case, first moving into the music business and then ultimately the mobile device business, which is completely different than the vision that they started with. And Greg used a great example of Microsoft and the focus they've made and the pivot they've made to cloud and the impact it's had on that organization. And in both cases, it required the companies, the executives in those companies to be extremely agile and have an agile mindset as they thought about competitive dynamics, innovation, and market changes. 
So what do you think the hallmarks of becoming a more agile organization are or look like? It's essential that it be embraced by everybody in the organization, but it really starts with the leadership and it requires an open and transparent mindset. We have to have visibility in the organization to see what's happening. We have to understand what the trends are in our business and to be able to develop insight from a strategic perspective to see what's going on in the business and to be able to respond to that appropriately. It's important that we have control mechanisms. How do we collect feedback? What is the data? What are the metrics? What are the key drivers in our business? How do we articulate and share the results of that information across the organization. And that means we have to have appropriate feedback mechanisms that we can measure what's going on in our organizations. And we make determinations of whether this aligns with our plans. We like to say that uh, planning is at the intersection of strategy and execution. Companies can have a great strategy, but without an appropriate plan, we don't know how to prioritize our execution. Conversely, we can be just awesome at execution, but without a plan, strategy becomes execution at the point of attack. So it's important to have both. And it's important to build those feedback mechanisms in our organizations so that we understand what's happening and then we can become an agile organization. I know you've talked a lot about the notion of everybody plans and it being continuous and comprehensive and, and collaborative. Talk about that a little bit, if you, if you will, why you think that approach to planning is, is so critical to achieving the kind of agility that you've been talking about. Well, it's important that everybody in the organization be dealing with the same data, the same information. Greg, I'm sure you've sat in many a meeting where the finance team says the sales number perhaps is X, and the sales team says, no, it's a different number. That happens in every company time and again. When I speak to audiences and I use that example, it usually gets a pretty good chuckle from everybody in the audience because they've lived that problem. They can relate. They yeah. can absolutely relate. And the way we get around that is assigning responsibility for the planning process to everybody in the organization. As you said, we'd like to use the expression, everybody plans. And the plans have to be owned by the functional managers. The people who are closest to the problem have to own and be responsible for the plan. And that means that we have to have one plan of record where all that information, the drivers, the assumptions are all in one place where everybody can see what assumptions we've made in the plan, and we can pressure test those assumptions. We can run various scenarios to understand how organizations are responding. When I think today, and I look at companies around the world, everybody's business plan at the beginning of this year changed as a result of our current circumstances, You know, managing the crisis around the virus. For some companies, maybe it's online retailers, they are outstripping their plant capacity and demand. They have to hire more employees. They have to be extremely agile as they respond to that. For other companies, perhaps they're in the hospitality or travel businesses, they've seen downturns in their business 
and they have to have an appropriate mechanism to be able to run scenarios and plan for a different set of assumptions than they had at the beginning of the year. Yeah, those are all great examples. And the crisis has certainly brought the notion of agility, I think, much more to the forefront of, of people's minds, because as you said, things have changed. We shouldn't forget it's first and foremost a, a human tragedy, but the economic impacts have been unprecedented as well. That's right. So everybody plans, but is there also a point of focus where the planning should happen to make sure that there's, there's coordination across the business? For most organizations, the CFO will be that focal point. They're responsible for the planning process in their organizations. The plan should be owned by all the operating leaders throughout the organization. They should be responsible because they're the people closest to the business and they should be responsible for the assumptions and they should be responsible for the outcomes. But we need a holistic way to assess the impact on the organization, and that's finance's role in the company. They're responsible for coordination of the plan, the selection of tools, making sure that everybody is dealing with a holistic set of plans. It's one of the great advantages we have today with cloud-based planning solutions, because it allows us to have a single source of truth that we see critical drivers, critical assumptions. We see those in our plan and everybody can respond to that information in a coordinated and agile fashion. Right, it's back to that visibility and that insight you were talking about earlier. That's right. So where do you see planning going in the future, the discipline of planning and, and the way in which people continue to embrace it as more and more of a strategic tool to drive agility. Well, Greg, you at the outset, you talked about some of my early background being something of a, a pioneer of using spreadsheets to do business plans. And what that did is it allowed us to run multiple scenarios. When we had manual processes historically, you couldn't effectively run multiple scenarios to really understand the impact of potential changes on your business. And largely, the planning process was mostly unchanged, that with on-premises planning solutions, they were fundamentally operated in a similar fashion to spreadsheets. They were controlled by a small set of people. Often there were underlying assumptions that were owned in the operating parts of the organizations that weren't always properly reflected in those plans. And the advantage of cloud is that it allows us to have a single source of truth where we have coordinated plans allowing organizations to be more agile across the entire company. But if I think about what's going to happen over the next five or 10 years, I fundamentally believe planning will change in more in the next five to 10 years than it has in the last 30 to 40 years. That the impact of technologies like machine learning and artificial intelligence will allow us both to improve the quality and the richness of our plans, allow us to run more scenarios, to share that information and to distribute responsibility for those plans across larger parts of the organizations. And then most importantly, allow teams to focus on the strategic elements of the plan rather than the preparation of the plan. Whether you're a board of directors, a CEO, a CFO, most companies want to know when they submit a plan, 
Is this a 75% confidence plan or is it a 50 or 25% confidence plan? Machine learning will allow us to make assessments of those plans to determine degrees of confidence from a particular plan based on historical scenarios and what we've seen. They'll also allow us to automate certain parts of the plan by using drivers, by looking at trend lines historically, we'll be able to create certain portions of the plan, freeing teams up to focus on evaluation and the strategic elements of planning. So it's a very exciting time for planning. Cloud has laid the foundation and then technologies like machine learning will fundamentally change the way we think about and execute planning prospectively. It's going to be fascinating to see how it evolves over the next few years. I remember reading a book many of us at Workday have read, Prediction Machines, where they make the the case that spreadsheets democratized arithmetic, essentially, and machine learning will democratize and, and make predictions widespread. But if humans aren't there to apply the judgment to those predictions, then we're not going to be able to take full advantage of that technology. So, Tom, this has been a great conversation. And, you know, I'm wondering if you have any piece of advice for someone who's listening, who's, who's, you know, perhaps a finance executive or is thinking about the ways in which they need to change how they plan and to be more agile for their overall organization. What would you tell that person? Well, the most effective finance organizations that I've seen are ones who understand and are closest to the business and understand the business in a fairly fundamental way. There are also organizations that adopt an agile mindset. It becomes part of the culture, part of the way they operate, expecting change and anticipating change. And for the most successful finance teams I've seen are able to partner closely with businesses and to be able to anticipate and lead their organizations through change. Right. Provide that strategic guidance that you were talking about earlier. Well, that's all the time we have for today. I really want to thank our guest, Tom Bogan, for joining us to talk about the ever-increasing need for agility in business today. If you'd like to learn more about the topic of planning and agility, I encourage you to download our book, Plan to Win, Achieving Agility in the Age of Urgency. And if you like the podcast, please subscribe. Thanks again for listening.